You're listening to Vancouver Hoops Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by PottyTrainer.com. For podcast coaching, consulting, and teaching, go to PottyTrainer.com. Let's get this party started. Welcome back to Vancouver Hoops. We're joining the studio today by Brandon. The NBA is back. The NBA is back, buddy. And daily. How's it going, man? Hey, what's happening, guys? Good, good, good. So we're, we're going to get started right away. On tap today, um, we're going to talk about the second bubble. Players testing positive. J.R. Smith to the Lakers. Rajon Rondo's injury. Cam Newton to the Patriots. Andy Dalton to the Dallas Cowboys. Players complaining about the bubble. Healthy players sitting out. Just a few of the things we're going to talk about on today's podcast. Okay, we're going to get started with a competitive segment between Brandon and Daly. It's called Full Court Press, where we put our guests against each other in a fast-paced battle of memory to test their basketball trivia skills. So we're going to start. So they don't know what the topic is. They don't know what the topic is. So there's no preparation here. This is pure genius testing to see see what they're made of to see if they're qualified to be on this podcast they are because we've done this many times before and they, they prove their worth but we're gonna see who's gonna come up on top today so the topic is nba mvps for the last 10 years cue the music we're gonna start with brandon oh he smokes 2010 mvp daily's already sweating uh, 10 seconds. Kobe. No, it's not Kobe. <laughs> so so uh, <laughs> j- just to, to make this clear, this is the 2009-2010 season. Derek Rose. Close. LeBron. LeBron. Okay, one point for Daly. 2010-2011 season. Brandon. Uh, LeBron. No, Daly. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. 2 nothing for Daly. Okay, 2011-2012 season. Brandon. Uh, LeBron. LeBron. Okay, 2-1. to one. We go to Daly 2012-2013 the- season. Kevin Durant? No. Brandon. Let's go with LeBron again. Let's go with LeBron. It's LeBron again. <laughs> Three out of the four has been LeBron. Okay, so we're tied at two. It's getting intense. We're going to 2013-2014. Daily. Okay, so this is... um... Wow. I have to say KD. Yeah, KD. Good for you. Is Is that not the... No, okay. Yeah, no, that's Kevin Durant. I was going to say, is that the year that... That Westbrook went down and KD had a monster season. It may have been. I can't remember for sure. We're going to go to Brandon with Daly has the lead 3-2 here. We're, we're getting into crunch time. 14-15. MVP. Steph? Steph. Oh, man. 3-3. Daly. 15-16. Steph again. Steph again. Yo, 4-3. I'm, I'm surprised. You guys are... the you're, the memory's kicking in. You're, you're getting warmed up here. 2016, 2017. 
4-3 daily at this point. This is a, a crucial answer here, Brandon. Uh, oh, I know who it is. The Kevin Durant? Oh, no! <laughs> daily. Little brother Russell. Russell Westbrook, the first player since Oscar Robertson to, a to uh, average a triple-double, if I recall. The novelty was too much for the voters. They voted him in. We're going back to Branton, who's muted right now. So, <laughs> um, the oh, next yeah. one, seventeen, eighteen, and you're down five three. So you're gonna have to get a, you're gonna have to get two in a row. There's only two left here. James Harden. James Harden, the beard. The beard got his his uh, MVP. He didn't get the chip, but he got his MVP. Good for you. Daily, can you close the deal? Last year's MVP. Last year? Yeah. This should be fresh in mind. The freak. Yeah, Giannis. Okay, Daily takes the cake, six to four. Nice job, boys. <laughs> I think we're all warmed up. I think we're ready for our regular programming. All right. Our next segment is called Slam Dunk, Layup, Foul, or Flagrant. Slam dunk being a great idea, flagrant being terrible. In between, well, you can figure it out. So our first topic for discussion, a second bubble. The NBA has discussed putting in, implementing a second bubble for the eight teams that did not make the playoffs. Brandon, how do you rate this idea? Um, I say slam dunk. Okay. How so? That's it. I don't have a reason. You don't, you don't have a reason. <laughs> Fair enough. I, it's the bot. It's the bottom eight teams. I don't. I don't think uh, it's really going to make a difference, right? Yeah. Daily. It's a layup. Yeah, about the same. It's uh, come see, come saw kind of thing. Nothing too. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to take a stronger take on this one. I'm going to go flagrant. First of all, players are complaining already about the current bubble, and it means something. They're getting paid, and um, the playoffs and the chip is on the line. There, There is nothing on the line for those eight teams other than, you know, having a run in the gym, right? So, you know, we're in a health pandemic, you know. The safer you can be, the better. So why risk players? They're, the reason they only invited 22 teams was – so that they could avoid unnecessary risk. Now they're just going to... They should have just invited 30 teams. Why have two bubbles, you know? <laughs> That's why I rated it as a flagrant. Our next topic, players testing positive. Now, quite a few players, almost 10%, it seemed, of the NBA, was tested as positive for the COVID-19 virus. DeAndre Jordan. Um, Russell Westbrook. Seriously? He got... he. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that. That was today, eh? Yeah. Crazy. Yo. Well, breaking news right here on Vancouver Hoops. Um, Russell Westbrook, uh, Jokic, who has since recovered. Now, we know, yeah, we know some of them have already just opted not to even show up at all. But for the ones, I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, this is still breaking, but I can't imagine Russell giving up on the season like DeAndre and some of those other guys. Daly, let's start with you. Since you're the one breaking the news here, you're, you have the, the Woj bomb in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> like, how does this affect Houston's chances, for instance? It sucks. 
it's a it's a foul. Okay. Brandon? Man, Brandon, are you still with us? I'm here now. Okay, man. <laughs> what's your what's your take on this? These players testing positive, are they gonna be able to have enough time to recover in time for the playoffs or is like Westbrook season shot? And the Rockets. Uh I, I think it's a layup, but I, I think they'll he'll recover in time because there's still a few weeks away, right? If it's fourteen days or whatever. Yeah. But honestly, I don't know if Deep down, I don't even know if we can get this season even completed, to be honest. I just foresee just a very out, bad outbreak happening at some point, right? Right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's a whole whole other ball of wax. That's a that's a tough one there. Um next question. Uh Avery Bradley opted to not go into the bubble and complete the season. He was a starter for the Lakers. Who many have as a title favorite. Um, now they signed J.R. Smith as a replacement. So how do you rate J.R. Smith as a replacement for Avery Bradley? Brandon. Uh, foul. Because <laughs> I, I think it, that's a significant downgrade. Um, Avery Bradley was good on both sides of the court. And that's that's really what the Lakers were needing was that uh, having someone that was – they don't need any scoring. Right. Uh, they have enough firepower up front. That's really, you know, JR will come in. He'll give you your three, four, three or four threes that you need, but uh, kind of a liability at the back end, right? And now having Rondo out as well, it's going to significantly impact the Lakers. Right. Daily? I would call it a foul because uh, same thing. Avery Bradley's just a good player, man. He's underrated. He's a great defender. Gives his whole heart and soul to the game every game. And he can uh, do his thing on offense. J.R. Smith can only do half of that. He can only do the offensive side, which is, you know, it's always good to have a shooter, especially on a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Have a shooter waiting in the corner. J.R. Smith will do that. But, so yeah, he's he's pretty, you can basically depend on J.R. Smith to do something offensively. But at this point, he's still, uh, it's not always consistent too, which could be, uh, could be a play a factor. He's not consistent. So I'd say it's foul. I'm going to go layup. J.R. Smith still got something in the tank. He's been in the league for like 15 or 16 years, but he came out of high school. So he's only like 34. Now he's gotten himself into a lot of weird situations. He's a bit of a wild card, as we talked about on the last podcast. However, um, he's still got game. Like he can guard his position. He's pretty stout. He's pretty athletic. He's got quick feet. He's learned to become a good defender as his career advanced. He can hit an open shot. He's got a quick release. He's still athletic. So I mean, he's he's. I think he's going to help them more so than a guy like Dion Waiters who's very inefficient. Um, yeah, that's my take. We're going to get Lance Stevenson back. Yo, Dion Waiters is the new Lance Stevenson this year. They signed him right before the pandemic. I don't know if you really play that much, but so we're, we're going to stay on the topic of the Lakers because just yesterday, Rajon Rondo in one of the first practices with the Lakers broke his thumb and is out for six to eight weeks. How is this 
going to affect the Lakers? Chances to win the title. Daily. Slam dunk? Foul? What do you think? I made it. Who was it that broke his finger? Rajon Rondo. Oh, yeah, Rondo. Man, I don't know. They have so many guys on that team that can just play anyways. Yeah. Normally, if it was a normal team, losing Rajon Rondo would be a really big deal because he's a pure point guard and he would be relied on. But I don't believe the Lakers rely on Rajon Rondo, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. I'd say uh, it's a layup. Brandon? Um, I'll say slam dunk. I think it impacts them in the sense that uh, Rajon is a good, uh, chews up a lot of minutes, especially when uh, you got to put him in there to give LeBron and and AD a bit of a break. Um, I think it, it further is enhanced again by Bradley not being there because really when you think about it, um, they lose another defender against, you know, Kawhi, Paul George, Lou Williams, right? Because, um, you know, Rondo's a decent defender too, right? So that's probably where it's going to show uh, is when they get down into the final four. Yeah. I'd say I'd say layup as well. I think, um, like, Rondo would have played a lot of playoff minutes. I think those minutes are now going to go to LeBron at the point guard. He'll probably play almost exclusively there because uh, I don't think they have a viable backup for him at this point. So you might see guys more like KCP and J.R. Smith, guys that can stretch the floor but play a little defense. Uh, you might see them just space it out. You might even see Anthony Davis at the five and three shooters, Danny Green, J.R. Smith, and KCP, and then LeBron running the point. So I, I think those two injuries, or at least uh, absences, are going to drastically affect the way the Lakers have played. But then again, it's been five months since they played, so it would, it's going to be different anyways. So they're going to have to relearn how to work as a team. But judging from Brandon's T-shirt, um, he's wearing a, a Los Angeles Clippers shirt there, proudly. Um, we're, we're rooting for them not to figure it out. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. All right, next, we're going we're gonna to delve into the realm of the NFL briefly here. So we're, we're going to start with uh, uh, breaking news, at least a few weeks ago. Cam Newton signed with the New England Patriots. Brandon, chances are that Cam Newton adapts to the Patriot way with his lavish, outlandish outfits and celebrations. Uh, it's a slam dunk. Yeah, uh, I think that this is this is terrific news for the Patriots. I think it's just going to give them a brand new element to the offense. The 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 thing that they struggled with, particularly last year, the Patriots, was their red zone offense, and this was partly to do with uh, probably Tom's inability to to move. Um, so by having Newton there, that is another weapon that he can use his legs. Uh, freeze, freeze the defense, especially in the red zone, right? So um, this just, you know, it's a bit of a faster offense now. Uh, they can now throw the long ball, which is something Tom didn't want to do, right? So I think we'll see something really, something really nice coming out of New England uh, with a new face there. Daily, I know you're more of an NBA guy, but do you have any takes on this? Yeah, 
Well, it's a new era for the Pats, and uh, I think it's very, yeah, it's a slam dunk because that's very exciting. Cam Newton is uh, he'll just make that team totally new and exciting suddenly, and it's uh, it's a great new era. I'm gonna go layup only because of the question mark of Cam Newton's health. He's coming back from a pretty serious injury. He was kind of hobbled for a year or two. That and Bill Belichick. Um, it's not a guarantee that they're going to get along. Cam Newton's only on a one-year deal, and it's only worth the NFL minimum. So there's no there's no cost for them to cut cords with him if it doesn't work. They're not tied to him. They still have Jared Stidham and uh, Brian Hoyer, if I recall. Brian Hoyer playing on his 18th team in the NFL. So... Um, they, they got options. It's not a guarantee that Cam's going to come in day one starter either because those guys have been there longer. And Bill Belichick just likes doing weird egotistical things that people don't expect. So who knows? But no. what, if we had, what if we had Cam in a Dallas uniform for one year? If Cam was healthy, I would take him over Dak. You know what I mean? He won a yeah. college championship. He won a MVP in the NFL. He took his team to the Super Bowl. Dax won one playoff game in four years. You know, he puts up good numbers for a mediocre team, and everyone's like, dude, pay this guy the most in NFL history. I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Speaking of Dallas Cowboys, the next one, Andy Dalton as the Cowboys backup. Brandon, rate that. Rate that. Again, that's another slam dunk. Nice. Um, See, the, the reason why it works for New England with Cam is because Cam is no longer the biggest per, biggest personality or the biggest person in the room because it's still built. And with here, Andy Dalton, his ego, he'll fit into the Dallas locker room. I think Dak has now doesn't – I think now with this money issue, I think he's probably lost the room. Yeah, and so, when's the deadline? Like in two days? He still hasn't got – a contract, right? So exactly, probably so, going to be you know, playing Andy, on the tag. No, for sure. And here's the thing with with Andy Dalton, he he gets he gets it done. He gets wins. Yep. Um, in Cincinnati, not a really good structure, uh, but yet they had success. So with Dallas, you know, they got a really good offensive line. They got a running game. They got some receivers. And if you could just, it's all about ball placement. Andy can do it. I'm going to go with slam dunk as well for two reasons. One. If Dak, so he he signed the tag, so he's not going to hold out. So the holdout is not a, a worry anymore. Worst case scenario, he comes back on a one year deal. Um, but if Dak gets injured, which he hasn't yet, but it could happen, you have your season is not going to go down the tank. And with a team this talented, being an injury away from a complete waste of a season is frightening. Now, if that happens, they'll be almost as good. Some would say better with Andy Dalton at the helm. Number two, if Dak can't get this dispute settled and he leaves next year, you know, you don't want to go back to a guy like Cooper Rush. You know what I mean? You want to have uh you want to have a stopgap guy so you can go get the next one. So I'm gonna go to the next topic here. This one uh I'm just adding on the fly here. Patrick Mahomes signing a contract for half a billion dollars <laughs> daily. 
So it's worth tw- it's over twelve years, and it's for five hundred million. For five hundred million, it's got to be the biggest it's, contract I've ever heard of. It's uh, one of the most bizarre things I heard on the news on the radio just the other day. I couldn't believe how much money that was when they said the amount of money. I thought it was for some uh, like he signed with Nike or something, and <laughs> but that's crazy. That's uh, it's a slam dunk for him. Yeah. Brent, B? Well, it's it's good for him to get the money. Uh, it's probably even a better deal for Kansas City whenever this he can get into a really long-term deal because if he can put together another couple runs, uh, he's probably worth more than that contract he signed uh, the other day, right? So it's a great deal for both sides. Uh, now they can just get it out of the way and try to try to get to the next one. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go. It's a, it's a layup, you know, um, for both sides, you know, Kansas city is, they committed a lot, but I think there's only 140 million guaranteed. So, you know, in a few years, if it's not panning out, they can cut the cord, I guess, but I unlikely, I mean, Patrick Mahomes Pending a severe career-threatening injury is probably going to continue getting better because he's so young, which is a scary thought. Uh, so the the rest of the league is on notice. Uh, yeah, people are saying that you know now that the Chiefs know the cap figure they can build build around the team. The team's already well stocked with weapons, so uh, it'll just be about you know keeping the the cupboard full. So uh, they can compete year in and year out during that contract, but I think it's a layup for both sides. Uh, f- yeah, half a billion—that's that's an insane amount of money. It's crazy. So uh, our last topic um, in the slam dunk segment is healthy players opting to sit out um, because of family reasons or f- f- fear of contracting the the virus. What's your take on that? I'll start with me. First of all, my take is considering these teams are still in the playoffs and um, to me, it's kind of like quitting on your team. I know players are concerned about health. They're concerned about being away from their family. But as we can see, like 40 or so players tested positive for the NBA or for the NBA for the, for COVID because they're not in the bubble. They're, they're out there in the world. Right. So to me, it's more dangerous not to be in the bubble. Um, so uh, to me, it kind of seems like an excuse. You know, th- there's people like, oh, I don't want to be away from my family for a month and a half or two, wh- whatever it is. And I, that's understandable. That's a normal sentiment, a normal human emotion. However, there are players that can't get a contract in the NBA that have to go to play in Europe and they go there for like 10 months out of the year. And they're away from their loved ones. So it just kind of seems like the term first world problems. You know, th- these players just want to find a a way to complain, you know. Davis Berton's opting out because he doesn't want to risk injury before getting a new contract. I mean, I wouldn't want to sign this guy now. My team's about to go to the playoffs. He doesn't even want to play because he's afraid to get injured. He's more concerned about money next year. So what's your take, Brandon? Uh, Bradley Beal sitting out, Oladipo, other other names like that. Teams that were going to be in the... Oladipo. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I, uh, I agree with your sentiments that uh, you know in the end 
you know, you have what four or five million people, you know, in the states, you just got their jobs back, right, last month in June, but yet there's what thirty million plus that are still looking for work, right? So, in a time when people, you know, we, you know, you all of us, you know, we got to go back to work too, right? So, uh, and in a time we just talked about, you know, Patrick Mahomes signing all that money, uh, I don't think people really want to hear uh, that, uh, you know. You just don't want to earn your money, right? So I'm, I'm with you on that one. So we go to our next debate. Your favorite to get the eight seed in the West. So we know there's, there's a few teams that are brought over competing for that spot. Memphis is the current placeholder. But there's a few like Sacramento, New Orleans, San Antonio, Phoenix that have a chance to, to get in there. I'm going for Sacramento. It's their year. (laughs) If there's any time they can do it, they come to the playoffs, it's in a year like this. Yo, the team's going to get sacked, man. Sacked down. (laughs) Did you mention, sorry, the Pelicans in that grouping? Yeah. I'll go with them. Zion's got, uh, he's had some time to to get, uh, get up to speed. Hopefully he can, uh, Make a final run here. That would be intriguing to see LeBron against Zion and to see, you know, all the Pelicans that are on the Pelicans because LeBron forced a trade. It would be nice to see them take down the Lakers like an 8-1 seed. You know, that'd be a a nice smudge on LeBron's resume there. (laughs) A major upset. So, okay. No, I'm going to go Portland. You know, the Trevor Ariza absence hurts. Again, Trevor Ariza sitting out because he doesn't feel like going into a bubble, even though his team's got a chance to make a run. So, I mean, that severely affects Portland. He's their starting three, right? They got Carmelo, but he ain't playing no defense. You know, Trevor Ariza, inconsistent at times, but at times can be a lockdown defender. But nonetheless, I'm going to go Portland. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum can get hot. Uh, I'd love to see Portland LA first round matchup. You know, who knows if Lakers have their legs by then? What if Portland steals game one? Then what? You know, series could go. So that's that's what I'm hoping for. Portland Pelicans would be cool too. Probably the one of those two. Of course, Memphis has the best chance at it because. Uh, and it's not truly an elimination game. A team has to beat Memphis twice just to knock them out, whereas Memphis only has to win once. So it's, I guess you could say it's likely to be Memphis. But uh, yeah. Okay, next next topic. Your biggest dark horse. Which team that no one expects has a chance to make a run in this year's playoffs to new heights? Brandon? Dallas. Dallas. I think they, you know, again, it's just going to be a crazy playoff because it's it's really going to come down to who can stay healthiest. And really that gives almost everybody a shot. But I just think with, uh, with Luca and his shooting and just the, you know, the team coming together, they don't have a lot of pressure. Right. Um, they could be one of those teams that could make a bit of a run there. But uh, just one, one, one point I wanted to make was, as a LeBron hater, Chief, you already know, 
that he has built-in excuses now because he got two injuries already, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, people will not blame LeBron if he fails the season because of the pandemic and because of the injuries, even though every other team is going to that. So uh, <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm, I'm going to say my biggest dark horse is Toronto Raptors. Now, I, I'm known to be also a Raptors hater, although I was rooting for them last year to win the title. Mainly, my main reason for hating the Raptors is just all the, you know, the hoopla and, and the commentators. Uh, you know, the commentators have always been terrible. Chuck Swirsky, Matt Devlin, Leo Routens. Uh, yeah, no, it, um, it, it's not a fun product to watch on TV unless it's on a national broadcast, which it was for the final. So I, I started rooting for them. I like the team. Now they had a better record this year than last. Everyone thought they would fall off when Kawhi left. That didn't happen. Uh, a lot of the same guys there. Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry, Spicy P. Got some rookies coming up that are pretty good. Norman Powell has taken his game to another level. So, Toronto could make a run. Don't discount them. Don't discount them. That's my take on that. I'd say the Pacers, you know, they, um, I don't know what seed they are now, but they can, they got some pop. And in the East, they could uh, eventually get some get places. Yeah, the Pacers have all, they've they've been there for years, just on the edge, never able to take the next step. Oladipo is not playing this year, like I like I mentioned before, he's sitting out. So, but again, he hasn't played the entire year. He Home like, Depot. He, he Home Depot. He came back for a few games, and uh, didn't look very good. So he decided to pull the plug on the season. I wouldn't have done it. So last question. So, okay. So you guys have probably heard of the big three tournament. Uh, It's a three on three thing put on by Ice Cube and sponsors where a lot of players, a lot of former NBA players compete in a three on three contest. So that tournament went down earlier this year. It has since been canceled for economic reasons because it couldn't survive the pandemic. But the MVP of that league was Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson appeared in the big three this year. His team won the chip. He won the MVP. He still got game. He got cut from the Pistons training camp roster in favor of Christian Wood, who also had a good season this year. But he didn't sign with any other team. I guess there was no interest. So my question, why isn't Joe Johnson on the league? Also of of note, there's a current basketball tournament going on right now called the basketball tournament where teams of private teams register and and compete. And Joe Johnson's team is is kicking butt and Joe Johnson is is kicking butt. So there's a chance he could win the MVP of this tournament. So if he wins two tournaments of world-class players competing for the most part, why, why isn't he in the league? Brandon, we'll start with you. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I think whenever a player like him, like a few years back, uh, there was a lot of buzz about him. I think he ended up with a pretty big contract and he couldn't live up to it. And I think that kind of makes teams a little bit uh, weary of giving you another chance, uh, especially at his age. Um, I also think... It may not be the best career route to go through that league and try to come back to the NBA because then it would legitimize that 
league because they are a competitor, yeah. a competing league. So what would that say about the talent if you were to take Kim from there and bring him over? You know, some guys can do really, really good in any other league except the NBA. Like uh, Amari Stoudemire was going dominating Israel a while ago. And uh, was it Ray for Alston and China for a while back? Yeah, Amari dominated the big three too this year. That one, that one, I'll give you Amari. Yeah, he looks a little washed up. But anyways, continue. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys like that who are just kind of uh, retiring from the NBA and joining these other leagues that just thrive. But to me, the NBA is a totally different level than any league in the in the world. So um, it's not a surprise that Joe Johnson who struggling to get any work in the nba the mvp of another league right so there's there's only like 400 or so jobs in the nba a lot of them go to unproven players every draft that poses a problem when you know 60 incoming players come you know 60 players have to leave every year no no one really thinks of that it's kind of the the unseen effect of the nba draft you know, not all the second round picks make the teams, but you know, a lot, a lot of them do. So Joe Johnson deserves a spot in the NBA. He looks in great shape. He's, he's never played super fast. He plays it at his own pace. He dictates the pace. He's chiseled. He's strong. He's got a big body. He's got a great shot. His playmaking skills have developed. That being said, I'm, I'm watching him play at the basketball tournament there. The, the competition is not as great as the NBA, that's for sure. But a lot of the guys there, they're, they're, they're on the edge, you know. Maybe didn't quite make the NBA, but they're, they're not scrubs. But it, it's clear to me that Joe Johnson should be on a roster for this playoffs. I don't know if it's going to be too late by the time this tournament's over, but people are starting to take notice too. I wouldn't be surprised if it's allowed, if the league allows it, that maybe he would sign with a roster, you know? Like even the Lakers, you know, they just lost Rondo. I know that they're stocked full of wings, but they they like to stockpile talent, give themselves the best chance. You know, LeBron needs the best. As Charles Barkley said, LeBron, do you always need the best players? Yes, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't make the playoffs like last year. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, that's my, that's my take on that. So that, that's, that's the majority of our podcast here. But as we wrap up, we're going to go to our basketball IQ segment and we're going to give this one to daily. So, so again, how the segment works is I ask a tough trivia question to one of our guests. If bring it on the guest answers, right. Uh, I have to do something unpleasant and the guest gets to pick it. Do you have any ideas for me, Daly? I do. You have to walk across the Poor Man Bridge okay. twice in a row. You have to walk all the way there and all the way back and then do it again all the way there, all the way back. Okay. So what, 12, 12 kilometers of bridge walking in the heat of summer? Yeah, sure. I'm up for that. I love long walks. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> That will take some time, but though. You, but you have, but, and you need to hold the sign. <laughs> Which sign? 
I have no idea, but yeah, it has to involve some sort of side. You gotta People are going to think I'm a jumper. <laughs> I'm going to have the police on me, man. Yeah, that's a good idea. There is a help phone halfway through. Yeah, it. A jumper um, or uh, someone trying to make a, a point, which I'm neither. So, um, all right. Well, uh, the challenge is on. Let's just hope you don't get this right. So here is the question. Cue the music. Here we go. Daily. Who is the oldest player in NBA history to win a Most Valuable Player award? Oldest player in NBA history. Wow. I'm just curious if it's within our generation or who's older. You're looking for clues, aren't you? Yeah. I'm not going to provide any. There's too much on the line. I'm tempted to say Tim Duncan or Kobe, but I think I'll go with Kobe. Is that your final answer? That is incorrect. The answer is at the age of 35 for the Utah Jazz, Carl Malone. Oh, Carl Malone. Yeah. Nash was like 34, right? No. He was pretty old. Yeah, I think he was in his 30s. Yeah, so if LeBron wins it this year, he would would match that because LeBron is 35. But it's been done before. And uh, it's probably going to be honest. Just saying. So that... We go to our last word, our final word for the day. So, I want to start the conversation. So we're going to give the last word to Daly here. Go on social media. I want to start the conversation about something. On your NBA team, who would you like... Which Disney character would you like to add to your roster? For me, I'm, I'm kind of caught between uh, the Beast from uh, Beauty and the Beast because he's... Uh, there's a presence down low, brings in the rebounds and the plays solid defense. He's just a giant presence there. Can't can't drive past him. He'll just swat it all. Or maybe Peter Pan. He'd he'd be great in transition. Alley oops. And uh, maybe Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa dies. Huh? Mufasa dies. Oh, yeah. Bring him back. Bring him back. All right. So, uh, no, that's that's awesome, man. So we're going to get that conversation started on, on the Instagram. Vanskeball, for those, if you don't already know, follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter, Vanskeball. So thanks for joining us for today's podcast. Uh, we'll be back soon. The NBA season's about to kick off and oh just over two weeks so we're thrilled about that um we'll have another one around that time and uh we'll have regular ones going forward from that as we get into the playoffs and uh let's hope that like brandon mentioned they can finish this season you know with uh, nothing's guaranteed so but anyways we'll see you in a couple weeks and thanks for tuning in and uh take care Alrighty then thanks guys Bye-bye now.